On June 4th, Cedic Run and the Prairie Track and Field Podcast are teaming up to bring you the Cedic Run Mile Extravaganza. It's not too late to sign up. No matter your speed or ability, there's a race for you. The night will start at 6.30 p.m. with our family community mile, followed by our open heats for our amateurs, hobby joggers, and everyone in between. The evening will conclude with our elite heats featuring the state and region's fastest. Just listen to this list of athletes who's going to be competing. 405 miler Alex Bartholomew from Bowman. NCAA regional qualifier Annika Rotbold of Hillsboro. All-American Nadir Youssef from MSUM. Past Summit League champions Cameron Rail and Lucas Nelson. Former All-American Maddie Van Beek. It's going to be an exciting night. We can't wait to see you there. Even if you're not going to race, show up, spectate, bring a lawn chair, and take in an awesome night of track and field. It's summer, and you know what that means? Ice cream season. The best ice cream in town is You Betcha Ice Cream. Is it really the best? You betcha. They'll be selling ice cream by the pint on the first Thursday of every month from 5 to 7 p.m. at Sea Dick Run. If you're listening to this episode on the day it drops, today, June 3rd, that means you can go to Sea Dick Run tonight from 5 to 7 p.m. and pick up some ice cream. It's so good that I've actually hidden a couple pints in my parents' deep freeze at home so that every time I come back to Grand Forks, I can have a little bit. I can't believe I just gave that classified info away. That's You Betcha Ice Cream of Grand Forks. Finally, we'd like to thank Draymond Enterprises. Draymond Enterprises, innovation reimagined. On today's episode, episode 25, Cam and I take a look back at the state meet. He was there, I wasn't, so he gets to tell me all of the awesome info from races to Norm's hamburgers to things that happen on and off the track that I didn't get to witness or miss. If you were there, you might have missed some of these details, so hopefully this episode provides some insight you haven't received yet. If you weren't there, ooh, you're in for a treat. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episodes. We are so thankful for all of our supporters. Keep listening. Keep following us on social media. Like our page. Subscribe. Do all that good stuff. But enough about us. Let's get into today's episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Ram. And we are both like a little bit banged up. Cam, you had a pretty rough go at the state track meet. You're uh, looking a little red. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fool. You know, one of the things we said in the state <laughs> preview was drink water, put on sunscreen. And what didn't I do? I didn't put on sunscreen. Did you drink water? I got to the meet on Friday, and it was a little bit overcast, a little bit windy. I was a little cold. Rookie move, didn't put on sunscreen even though I was cold, and came home that night and was just red. My face, there was lines where my hat was, and oh, yeah, I'm paying for it. This is this is Tuesday now. I'm paying for it. My skin is peeling off. Um, yeah. So, you know, capper, capper exposed right here. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'll tell you what, you're acting like that tan line is gone, but you definitely still have the line across your forehead where it's red and then very pasty white. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know what else to do other than pretend <laughs> it doesn't exist. So, <laughs> yeah. So now, the reason I'm banged up is I went to school today, felt pretty good. And then as the day went on, just kind of got a little like congested almost. I don't know if it's allergies or what. So I kind of feel like this is like Michael Jordan's flu game right now. Like I'm just recording through the pod, drinking a lot of electrolytes here. And um, yeah, hoping it goes well. You equated the flu game to you recording a podcast in the comfort of your own home, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm dramatic and I like to be the center of attention. Tell me something else I don't know. <laughs> but Ryan, would would you <laughs> let me okay. <laughs> so I am excited though because this weekend I'm heading down to Texas for a decathlon. The last time I was in Texas, it was the worst decathlon experience I've ever had. Maybe ah, worst post decathlon experience I've ever had. You want to hear about it? Yes, please. Okay. So we'd finished up at Texas Relays. Pretty good season opener. I was really mad at the time, but I look back now and it was like, that was a pretty good score. And that night I started feeling worse and worse and worse. Kind of how I feel right now, just congested, kind of gross, just sick feeling. And I woke up the next morning and I was down for the count. And I don't know what happened, but I was really sick. I'd also hurt my elbow and javelin. So here I am thinking that my season might be over. I'm sicker than a dog. And we've got one more day in Texas and it was miserable. So I'm thinking to myself right now, if I get sick before I go to Texas, I can't have that experience again. That's right. That, that's foolproof logic. I love where your head's at, Ryan. That's good stuff. Good, good. I'm glad I'm, I'm not just making this up. Yeah. Ryan, there, there's something you would have been uh, kind of disappointed at at the state meet. Uh, let me guess. Norm's Burgers wasn't there? Norm's Burgers was there, but there were so many people that got Norm's Burgers that by day two, they ran out of cheese. What? And then they ran out of burgers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard somebody coming down to their seats who were like sitting by us and they had like a burger and like a water and they're like, man, I paid seven bucks for this and they didn't even have cheese on this. And I was like, oh man, that's, that's big. If, <laughs> like Norm's Burgers is running out of cheese at the state meet. You know, it's, it's been a good meet so far. Big so, cheese. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, not only would you have been disappointed that Norm's Burgers ran out of cheese, you would have been a little disappointed in me. Uh, I said I was going to put together this big video project, get all sorts of interviews and stuff, and I choked. I, uh, I got too scared to talk to some high school kids and um, didn't record a single thing. But, um, you know, I guess I'm just not a content creator, right? You know, could never make it in the YouTube scheme, that uh, YouTube feel. That's why we, we have a podcast. You know, we can just hide behind uh, our screen a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, but, I'm also a little sad I mean, about, I'm a little sad about some of the predictions that I made personally, because they didn't come <laughs> true. Like my Grafton boys. So Grafton boys thought you guys were going to come out on top, but you didn't. You had some great individual performances though, led by, None other than the guy we mentioned, Tommy Kern, 100-meter champion, 
200 meter champion, 400 meter champion. He was also on a relay, right, Cam? Yeah, I believe uh, the four by one anchored home the four by one. Um, yeah, that kid, that kid was on fire too. I mean, just just could not lose. He looked smooth and strong the whole way. So, respect to Tommy Kern. Mm-hmm. So, were there any other predictions that we missed the boat on? I mean, we were we were pretty uh, pretty bully on on the Beulah team on the on the girls class B side. Um, I mean, I I saw him in a lot of finals. I saw him you know, getting a bunch of team points, but I think they, they came up just a little short for the team title. Um, Oaks, Oaks came away with that one. Um, I, I made a fool of myself saying that Sean Corsmo was not going to run the two mile. Um, <laughs> and spoiler alert, if you didn't hear, he went on to set the state record, the first North Dakotan uh, to ever break nine minutes in the state. Um, Jake Langang broke nine minutes, but he ran that out in California. So the first soil, sub nine, two mile. Um, he won the mile. He won the two mile uh, in both in miraculous fashion. So, And um, both new state meet records. So, Both new state meet records. Yep. So, you, but, I mean, Ryan, like what – who, who is like the most well-known – sports talk show host on like tv that you can think of right now Stephen a smith or one of Stephen a smith and that dude is always wrong he's always (laughs) wrong so i mean i think we can take a we had to give a couple hot takes and you know what i'm okay being proved wrong so I'll, i'll prove you wrong one more you said that jack erlocker was not gonna break the state meet record in the pole vault and guess who Cleared it by a quarter mile. Oh man, yep. Hey, that's that's the one I'm probably most happy I was wrong about though. Uh, Grand Fork Central guy. I uh, talked to him a little bit after the meet, and man, just he's a great kid. Super humble. Uh, he placed in the placed in the 200 uh, and in the four by four as well. So big, big, uh, big weekend for him. So. I think mm-hmm. he, he ran in the prelims of the four by one also. Um, Central didn't quite get in the finals there, but um, yeah, good, good for Jack. You know, I mean, I had watched some of his uh, meets earlier in the season and just a pretty level headed, you know, consistent sort of guy, you know, he would clear a bar and, you know, just onto the next one, onto the next one. Um, but at the meet, if anybody saw our Instagram story, you know, I had kind of his, his, three jumps uh, at 15, seven and a half. And, you know, he started getting the, getting the crowd going a little bit. He started to clap the whole bowl. Honestly, the whole bowl was clapping. Um, and when he finally made it, he gave maybe the first bit of like celebration that I had ever seen him give. And, oh man, he was fired up and the crowd went crazy. And uh, there was another video of that jump that I saw uh, from behind where I was sitting and, at the bottom of the, at the top of the screen, you see him jumping, but at the bottom of the screen, you see like a pack of Red River kids, Grand Forks Red River kids just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he clears it, they just like stand up. They're just like cheering. And it was, it was an awesome video to see. Like literally every single person in the stadium was cheering for this guy. Um, Cause he had already won the competition and um, was just soaring. And I don't know a ton about pole vault form, but 
he kind of he kind of went over it sideways, you know. He just kind of cannonball launched himself over the bar. It almost seemed like so. Um, you know, I think I think he's got more more in him, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, the videos looked really great. I wish I would have been there, but as I was watching, I definitely got goosebumps. So great to see yeah. not only great performances, but just the turnout of the meet looked like the place was jam packed with people and. It's just good to have the North Dakota State track meet back. Yeah, I had I had talked to a couple of people on day one, and a couple more than one person said, "I've never seen this many people here on a Friday." You know, this this place is packed. It's never this packed. So, um, yeah. Um, so that's that. One one quick kind of nerd stat about Jack's uh, pole vault um, mm-hmm. record. So he was on, I don't know what pole he was on, but he was on a pole that he'd been using throughout his whole, the whole vault. He switched poles on his second attempt, um, a longer or stiffer pole on a second attempt in hopes to right, get even higher, get more, more power, you know, mm-hmm. on, on his jump. That was the jump that he kind of completely bailed out and fell kind of towards the, uh, like towards the box in. And then he went back to his original shorter pole. So just a little bit of kind of strategy going on there. If that was me, I know that would have thrown me off mentally. So props to Jack for, for staying in it. But uh, yeah. So in- Incredible. Yeah. Ryan, what else? What so, else well, you know, I wasn't at the meet. I was so close yet so far. I was at a wedding in Jamestown. But you showed me right before we got on, you've got a whole compilation of notes from the meet. I know nobody can see it, but if you held it up to the camera, it takes up a page plus of what you said was yeah. almost every event at the, the state meet. So let's just start working our way through it. Tell me about some of these really great things that you saw. Yeah. Well, the, the first really great thing that I saw and that I took a note on was somebody was eating uh, this, a state track famous red hot dog at 10.45 a.m. So, I mean, that has to be a state record, you know, hot dog at 10.45. But um, uh, one thing, one thing was one of the first things that I noticed was uh, Caleb Larson, obviously he was back, he was running. um, But something that I I didn't realize that I've never realized until this meet uh, was that guys like Caleb Larson or, um, you know, whoever kind of the top sprinters in the state are, who are top in the 100, the 200, and the 400, they, they're only able to one, run one relay. So Legacy was running, you know, the 4 by 2 without the state record holder in the 200. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the relay. And, and you know, I think, they, I think he opted to run the 4 by one So Legacy ran the 4 by 4 without the state record holder in the 400, too. Uh, wow. So that was just – something that I, I thought was kind of interesting. Like imagine having the state record holder in the two and the four and not being able to have him on your relay team. Uh, just kind of, just kind of how the state meet, you know, works out. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that, that was the first thing. Uh, next thing, I guess, uh, just moving on to kind of the first track final, the, the 1600, um, Megan Ford for the class A girls, obviously she was wanting to run fast, wanting to take a crack at that, that meet record, uh, that state record, uh, went out in 69 seconds, 
that's right right on pace for mm-hmm. like 440s or 436. Um, wow. Yeah, if I'm doing my math right. So went for it. It was pretty windy. Uh, and she just, she just had nobody to run with. So just real difficult. Um, I mean, I think that's one – one of the big differences you saw between the class A girls races and the class A boys races, um, you know, class A boys, you have six, seven guys who are all up there going for it, pushing each other. And, and that's why they're able to run such fast times uh, where, where Megan Ford really was just kind of on and on and all by herself. So Megan, mm-hmm. just cause you didn't get the, the records and maybe didn't run as fast as you, you had wanted. Um, you're still a beast. Uh, you still went out there got the dub in, in the races that you needed to. And, uh, yeah. And you're going to crush the Cedic run elite mile this weekend. Yes. You're going to have some fast people to run with then. So we'll plug that again later. Yeah. But yeah, boys mile. We already alluded to it earlier. Corsmo walking away with the 1600 state meet record. We had Corsmo again, doubling back in the 3200 and Nate Peterson broke down the race statistics for the 3200 and just amazing. Even the eighth place times would have won 30 some of the last 45 state meets or I'm butchering the statistic a little bit. We can probably pull it up and fact check real quick, but yeah, the depth this year is something that when people think back to the 2021 state track meet, they're going to remember just how deep these fields were. And hopefully some of these guys Corsmo, Yoder, Canodal, uh, Antau. Some of these guys were hoping go on and perform really well collegiately. So hopefully when we look back years down the road, we say 2021, the year that this guy ran and this guy ran and this guy ran and not to forget some of our young studs that were also in that race. Yeah. I mean, taking the two mile, right. Two freshmen placed in that race. Uh, Aiden Johnson and Owen Sondag. So, I mean, those are guys who are going to be around for, for years and years, three more years to come, you know, racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those two guys will be able to race for years to come. Also, I mean, just looking at the results, uh, Finn Krenz of Williston, who was eighth, is a sophomore. So he's another guy who's going to be there for a while. And who knows how many guys outside of the top ten, you know, we – we don't have time to highlight who will be here for, you know, the next two, three years. So, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Ryan, the stat that you were alluding to, um, ninth place, Gunnar Alvarado from Williston, uh, ran 924.4. That would have won 32 out of the last 47 class A statements in the 3200. Um, just berserk. Crazy crazy all right so we've covered men's distance let's talk about some of the shorter sprints we might have a new queen of the sprints in class a and her name is cc Bomb. what was it like getting to watch her race in person because i personally have not seen her race in person yet i mean just just like it is with almost any of the the greats they just make it look so easy um just strong and powerful but never looked like it was out of control or like she had to extend herself uh to get get the results that she she did so just a an extremely fluid runner confident runner and uh yeah 
she's a real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for her, she tied the state meet record in the hundred held by another former queen of the sprints, Morgan Milbreth. And we kind of work backwards here, you know, Laura Raisler, Morgan Milbreth during our time, it was Amanda Levine. Since then it's maybe been a little bit more jumbled, uh, Cara Hausler of Bismarck, maybe a few others in there, but as a sophomore to run as fast as she did, I can't wait to see what's going to come from her in the next several years. Oh yeah. And Davies always has just a, a great team. So it'll be interesting to see if they can put together three more legs and get some super, super fast relays coming. Definitely. So what's next on the list? Keep working down, man. Class B boys, 100 meters. This guy, Kevin Gilmore, uh, he was the top seed time in his heat. He's from Beulah. No blocks. No blocks, Ryan. What? Yes. This guy, I, I believe he ended up getting third place in the final. He won his heat. He won his prelim. He got third place in the final. No blocks. So the, the starter, the starter went to start the heat. And he called everybody up because the uh, this guy from Beulah wasn't getting like in his blocks. And the starter was like confused. He's like, hey, aren't you like you gotta get in your blocks, man? He's like, Oh, I don't I don't use blocks. This guy literally what hand at the start. Hold on, say that again. You cut out. Hand on the ground at the start? No. You would think you would think if you're not using blocks, you do like a three point start or something. Uh-huh. This guy had his hand on his knee. His hands on his knees. Two hands on one knee to start. You know? What? Just just a kid on the schoolyard running a race, you know, and the first like three strides, obviously he kind of like gets, uh, everybody gets like the jump on him. His reaction time is good, but you know, everybody gets a good push and he just roasts down the track, picks up everybody, you know, like just about, honestly, if he, if he could have, who's to say, but if he knew how to use blocks, he would have won. What, I think what, won. how old is yeah, this guy? What grade is he in? I gotta, I gotta check. You check. Give me a sec. And just think if the next North Dakota state track meet winner, he's a junior. He's got another year left. Two seniors finished ahead of yes. him. Next year, and I'm going to go out on limb. ESPN always does this. And it makes me so mad, but they always call them our two early predictions for 2022. But I'm going to make one right here. The class B hundred meter dash champion doesn't use blocks. I hope so. That would, that would be incredible. If he, if he doesn't, if he chooses not to learn how to use blocks and just comes out and and beats everybody. If If I'm Kevin Gilmore, I'm, getting the movie rights ready. I'm getting the book rights ready. Wow. And I don't want to put too much pressure on you, Kevin, but we're, we're cheering for you over here at the Prairie track and field podcast. Yeah. I mean, earn so much respect. So much. Like you see, you see somebody, sometimes somebody in the 400 will like start without out blocks, you know, and that's like, Oh, that's kind of, you know, good for them. But a guy in the hundred and he got third, 
and he's got one more year. Favorite, one of my favorite moments of of the whole meet. So, dang, just just crazy. Yeah. Okay. Tell me what other amazing spectacles that this notebook beholds. I mean, rounding out day one. If you followed us on Instagram and saw us go live, we're um, we're only on day one. Yeah, I mean, we mixed in like the two mile a little bit, you know. So yeah. Okay. Okay. We're kind of spread I, out, but the final, the final event, the final event of day one that I, that I watched, uh, Class B boys discus. One of the best throwing competitions I've ever seen. Uh, to be fair, I haven't seen all that many. But so many, I mean, the most, the most people, it's kind of the, of the theme of the meet. This was the most people I'd ever seen down at the throws area. It was packed. You know, people lining pretty much the whole sector um, all the way out, you know, 200 feet and right around the ring. And, oh, man, Caden, Bastion, uh, went it on. Spoiler, he went on to go win the, win the state championship uh, through a new state meet record in the discus. Um, he, was, he was throwing well, but not, not his best. He had thrown something like 169, um, which was further than what had won Class A earlier that day. So everyone in the crowd was kind of like, oh, he's not throwing out in the, the 190s like, he, like his PR is, but I think it'll be enough. For him to win. Guy from Oaks gets in the ring. Last throw of the comp. Launches it. It's a, it's a beautiful throw from the guy from Oaks. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't have his name up right now. Um, the, the mark is red. 171 feet. He takes the lead. There's kind of a, a murmur that goes on in, in the crowd. You know, Most of the people watching are from Hillsboro. Uh, cheering for Caden, obviously. And so Caden gets in the ring. Taps his taps his shoes. Everyone starts cheering for him. Come on, Caden, you got this! And he just it lets it soar. Everybody knows it's far enough. Um, he throws 191 feet, I believe. Uh, clutch, absolutely clutch performance. Uh, just the perfect way to end day one. Uh, so glad I was there. And we can't forget the Oaks thrower's name. It's Ashton Beasterfield, who we've actually mentioned on the podcast before, way back in our recruiting episode. He's going on to compete in both football and track at Valley City State University. So hopefully a guy that we'll be able to listen to for years to come. Yeah. All right. Cam just ate a giant bite of like a chicken wing or something. So I'm going to go into the, the next one. Going off of another too early prediction for 2022, in the girls' 100-meter dash this time, we've talked Caleb Larson, we've talked CC Debum, we've talked Tommy Kern. Let's not forget Elise Wisniewski. I hope I said that right. But as a freshman, a freshman, she won the 100 in a really, really fast time. And so fast that I'm pretty sure it was a state record. Is she going to be somebody to watch the next couple of years? Yes. Let me just give it to you straight. You got to watch. I mean, anybody, I, Ryan, you know, we, we followed track and we dug into results enough. Anybody who wins a state title as a freshman, regardless of how fast they run, is somebody to, to be worthwhile. Somebody who's, who's worth watching. Um, 
but when you do it with that, that sort of speed, um, yeah, watch out, watch out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very excited. And I will fact check myself. That was a class B hundred meter dash record. So very good. Elise shout out to you. Tell me about some of the other races you watched on Saturday. What stood out? What's in the notebook? Yeah. Um, I mean the, the a girls four by two first race uh, of the day. Um, first handoff comes around and the yellow flag goes up. I saw it. The, the Davies team was, was out of the exchange zone, um, which was really too bad because they, they ran pretty close with Sentry all the way. And, and Sentry took the win, and, and Davies came in second in the race, but, but was then disqualified. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but at one point, Sentry – and Davies were both the teams that were disqualified. Uh, and so the teams that everybody thought got first and second uh, did not, in for a time, did not, in fact, get first and second. Uh, so I'm not sure what the confusion was. Maybe uh, the team, the second team that was actually disqualified was Shanley. So maybe there was some confusion between red jerseys between Sentry and Shanley. Um, but Sentry ended up winning. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's kind of a, kind of just a wild way to, to start, start the day. So, yeah. And you look back on a track meet and I mean, there's always so many performances and so many things that go right or wrong. And you can look back at any point and say, this would have gone better than the X would have happened. If this event would have gone better, Y would have happened. But TV's girls lost the team race by one point. Yeah. So you just think how valuable some of those may have been. Like I said, yeah. these girls can't hang your head about it, but just something to note in our state recap. Yeah. Every race, every race counts. So um, I guess uh, another kind of just moving right along uh, with Saturday, uh, the A boys, 300 meter hurdles. You had Cullen Curl uh, from Bismarck, St. Mary's coming away with the victory. Uh, He's now fourth all time in North Dakota uh, in the event. Uh, second in that race, Carter Elby, a junior from Grand Forks Central. He's now ninth all time in the 300 meter hurdles. So uh, not, not quite the, the state records and amazing times that we saw maybe in the distance events, but that, that's not a race that you want to overlook. I mean, two guys who cracked the top 10 all time. Um, and yeah. The thing, the thing about that race, Ryan, is that uh, the two Bismarck Century guys went out hot. They were out of the block so hard and had such a big lead. And they were, honestly, the two teammates were neck and neck the whole race, like stride for stride. Um, and Colin Curl from St. Mary's just caught him towards the end, and LD was able to, to catch him right at the end, too. And uh, both those guys, uh, Colin and Carter, great great races to get themselves in the top 10 all time man so we have some what you're saying some karsten warholms um from the bismarck century <laughs> team just going out as hard as they can which i'm exactly. gonna throw i'm gonna throw a non-high school plug here congratulations to ida narbaval of you mary for coming away with two national titles this weekend she is norwegian she smashed the 5k division two record and Tell you what, I don't know a lot of Norwegian, 
but I'm going to offer my biggest gratitude letter to her. So good job, Ida. Keep it up. And I have no idea how Norway's Olympic trials work, but who knows? Maybe if they have not happened yet, just like the United States, I know some countries do it different on their selection, but honestly, she could be in discussion if that's still an event coming up for their country. Is a skull appropriate, Ryan? Um, no comment. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, man, I just want to say uh, in my notes, we're, we're kind of at the 3200 uh, part of my notes, which honestly took up a lot of, a lot of my notes. I kind of did a play-by-play, <laughs> which we won't go through. <laughs> but um, Sean Corsmo, when that guy races – he reminds me a little bit of Mo Farah, no lie. Like, like Mo Farah at his peak, uh, nobody could figure out how to beat him. They would go out hard and try and just run as fast as they could, and they couldn't beat him. They would go out slow and try and outkick him, and they couldn't beat him. They would try and vary the pace a little bit, and they couldn't beat him. And it, it just felt like the exact same with Corsmo. You know, like the, the guy – never was in I don't think he was ever in the lead until like the last 200 meters Jacob Canodal like props to that guy because he took the lead and pushed the pace every single chance that he had because I think I mean I think he knew that like the only way to give himself a chance was to run uh the fastest race of his life uh and he did that it just you know so did so did Sean Corsmo and Brady Yoder and man, every both times in the mile and in the two mile, I thought, man, this is this is Brady Yoder's chance. He's, I think he's gonna get him. He was kind of sitting on Sean with 200 to go, and he was still with him with 150. Uh, and then Corsmo just has like this burst, and he he puts 10 meters on a guy in, you know, in 20 meters, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it's just pretty impressive. It's I have no idea how, honestly, all those I have no idea how all those guys. Uh, can go to that next gear after running so hard and so fast. Um, but that's man, that's something we've seen all, from course. The real deal. Something we've seen from Corsmo before, though. I remember back in 2019, him putting on the jets at the end of a couple of races and blowing by some guys. I think it was even an almost Friday post here a couple of weeks ago of him, yeah, out leaning Yoder at the line. So, yeah. And I, I mean, obviously, these guys have gotten better from year to year, but uh, I mean, you, you'd like—I I don't know. Sometimes you—you you for uh, I don't know what what I'm trying to say, but it's amazing to me that as he keeps running faster, like the the his kick keeps staying like just as miraculous. Mm-hmm. You know, it it seems like he accelerates with just as much gusto running nine flat for two mile as he did when he was running you know 10 flat for two mile or 940 or whatever so Mm -hmm. i actually just got a text going back to a topic we just brought up norwegian expert and red river track and field coach jeff bach he just texted me he said not sure about norway's olympics he was not living in norway at the time during an olympic year so He's not completely sure how it works. So sorry, I can't offer you any more insight on that. So you're saying there's a chance. Saying there's a chance. Yeah. 
All right. And then we're kind of winding down to the end of our show here. We got a little bit of time left, but what else, maybe two or three more highlights from that notebook from Saturday. What do you take away? A boys, 200 Caleb Larson, new meet record. Uh, we counted him out. We said, Hey, he'll probably get the job done. He'll probably win the, win some state titles, but he's not going to be as sharp as he was before. But man, he proved us wrong. Um, Kids still got it. Yeah. Um, you know, Macklemore once said, you know, I'm back like I never left. And I'm not comparing Caleb Larson to Macklemore, but I think that's a very fitting line. Yeah. It'll be fun to see what he can do at NDSU down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just the last couple of things that I have here uh, in relation to the 800 uh, class A boys, like we had said in the preview, there's three heats of the 800. Um, the guy who won heat three of the 800 got ninth place. He almost placed, almost podium. So, so that was pretty impressive. Um, as always, in, in that 800, there's, there's carnage from the two-mile. Uh, so some surprise, surprise, surprise to us. Probably not a surprise to them, but some surprise winners in the eight. Um, I just want to highlight the – Class B 800, though, uh, Brian Miller, the cross-country state champ from Bowman, uh, came away with a big win, but, man, was it close. Uh, our guy, Caden Rath from Kindred, uh, in his last race as a senior, uh, was coming for him. It was it – was, I think the final result had him separated by a hundredth, just one hundredth of a second. And there were some kindred people sitting behind me and, uh, oh man, we, I personally, I thought Caden got it. I thought he got him with the dip at the line, but the angle that we were sitting at, uh, Brian, Brian definitely won. And so congrats to Brian Miller. Congrats to Caden. I believe Caden Rath, uh, he'll also be running at the Cedic run, uh, mile extravaganza, uh, this weekend along with, uh, teammate and friend of the pod, uh, Ethan Schaefer. So we'll see the kindred boys there. Uh, and then, you know, rounding it out with the relays, uh, legacy, a boys meet record in the four by one, uh, and then the a girls four by four, uh, also coming away with a meet record for Bismarck century, man, just some really great track and field this weekend. I mean, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. So a couple things to close the episode. First, we've alluded to. C. Dick, Run Mile. Let's just drop a few names here. If you're still on the fence about signing up, here's who we got coming. We'll start on the men's side. He's got the fastest mile time in the state this season. He ran 4.05 low at Iowa State. We've got Alex Bartholomew confirmed racing. Speaking about a kid from Bowman, the kid from Bowman, Alex Bartholomew, in what might be his last race ever. So yeah, hopefully he can throw something wicked down. Also, some of those guys that placed really well at the state meet, Owen Sundog, the freshman from Fargo North. We've got Braxton Brewer, who is a stud for the Moorhead State Dragons. He's going to be there. At uh, one point, I know we had Aiden Johnson. It looks like he made the list. So mm-hmm. we've got some fast guys that are going to be racing. So can't wait. And Hunter McHenry, a Red River guy, to round it out. Now, on the women's side, Megan Ford is making the return. And we talked earlier, who's she going to be able to race? Who's going to hang with her? Annika Rotvold. 
who probably has to be the fastest North Dakota native this season. I would really doubt yeah. that there's anybody faster. So we've got the best of the best at this meet. So Cam, give us 30 seconds. Why should people come to this meet? I mean, if you love track and field, if you love the mile, which I think is, is the best, best distance to watch. It's just beautiful. Uh, come up to Grand Forks. Come to Memorial Field. Uh, this is going to be the last race ever run there in its current state. Um, you could watch me potentially humiliate myself. Um, and, you know, it's just it's, – it's a community event. You know, we're just getting together. All the super, super competitive races are done. Not that this one isn't super competitive. We're just doing this to have a good time and to, to run fast. A little more laid back. And we just want people to have a good time and be able to give their best performances. And, you know, honestly, they, people can't run their best unless uh, people come and show up and cheer them on. So mm-hmm. even if you're not interested in racing, we'd love to see you there. Um, fans, fans drive the sport just as much as the athletes do. So. Hey, that was 57 seconds, but we'll take it. I'll but work yeah. on cutting it down. <laughs> John, there's just some great camaraderie after the race. You'll get to race some people. Not the pressure of winning a state title on the line, just the pressure yeah. of running fast, which is way yeah. more fun. And then people that aren't coming to the state meet, I think this is a perfect way to end our episode. We've got three and a half minutes left. If you are not racing at the Cedic Run Mile, which we highly encourage you to, but let me just tell you this. If your season's done, take care of your body take a little bit of time off if you even if you are in summer camp after summer camp you feel like you got to get ready for cross country you got to get ready for football give your body a week of doing nothing if you feel like you can't do nothing play spike ball um go for a bike ride do something relaxing but you got to take a little bit of time off because we're going to see more state records you got to heal up. You got to treat your body nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well said, Ryan. Yep. You know, from, from a distance runner, Honestly, that can be... perspective, you always, t- like, you got to gear up for cross country, but do you agree? Do you concur? I concur. I concur. Uh, I mean, that's part of the, the whole rest, stress, rest, stress cycle of of running and working out that only works if you, if you rest. So the best time to rest is when you're furthest away from your next big competition. That's now. So um, take a breather, you know, might be the hardest week of training, but might be the most important one. So the hardest week of not training, uh, but it could, it could potentially be the most important one for the rest of your season. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't buy into the trap. Like guys will be posting like, already back in the gym grinding they're idiots don't do it yeah. you got don't time you you can be that guy in the gym next week but don't do it this week give yourself some That's time right. heal yep. up heal and up. put on sunscreen oh my gosh yeah you guys should see cam right now come on <laughs> oh i look All like right. a lizard yeah so you're going to take some time off after SDR. You've got that big one coming up. We're super excited to watch your race over under. What are you setting it at? Four. Oh four, man. Four fifteen over under. No, you got to You got to set it at the, at the current, uh, meet record four thirteen. 
413 over yeah. under. I say you're under. Me, I'm under, or the, the meet is under? The race is under? Oh, both. I think we're going to run some fast times, but I think you're going to find a level of fitness that you didn't know you had. Wow. All right. I'm hyping, I'm hyping you up right now. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, personally, I, I would say I'm taking the over on myself, but I'm taking the, the under on the field. So, Good. Uh, you know, five years straight uh, setting a new meet record. You know, I think we're going to keep it going. Uh, I think the I think the women have a have a chance to do it too. Annika's fit. I mean, Annika Rotfold, man, she's one of the toughest, the toughest athletes I know. I don't know if you saw the picture, Ryan, but she got spiked pretty bad down at, at the regional track meet. Mm-hmm. Blood all down her calf. Uh, got stitched up, you know, a couple stitches, and uh, but got up, finished the race. Uh, no excuses from her. She said, you know, sometimes you can't control how things happen, but you can control how you react to them. Uh, so if for all, all you kids – kids and adults out there. If you don't know Annika Rotfold, uh, get yourself familiar with her. She, she is an excellent role model and an excellent athlete and an excellent person. Um, so she's somebody that, that we should all look up to, I think. So yeah. Yeah. Come watch her run at the Cedic run mile. So. There it is. Hey, that is going to put a bow on this episode. We've only got one more left you guys for season two. So Please, please, please continue to share, continue to like, continue to give us shout outs. We love the interactions we've been receiving. We're going to recap SDR, kind of look forward to the summer, recap some of the NCAA Division I performances, and then that will do it for season two. So we thank you so much for your support this season. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we will see you next week. (laughs) 